Hello, Dr. Patrick Porter here. Welcome back to the BrainTap Business Journal podcast. And today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Julia Arndt. She's the founder of the Peak Performance Method. And we actually partnered with her to put together a program on your app. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But she has her own podcast that's very well known. She's actually had 75,000 podcast downloads globally. So she's going to share with BrainTap Nation a little bit about how you can have that peak performance and still have a life as well to have that work-life balance. I mean, we don't hear that very often. So Julia, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Patrick. I'm very excited to be here. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about how, you know, how does you go from being part of, of the uh, Google team in Silicon Valley to now having your own business where you're helping people to get uh, those levels of peak performance without burnout? Tell me how you got yeah. there. Yes, of course. So I worked for Google for seven and a half years, three years in the um, in Dublin, Ireland, and then four and a half years in Silicon Valley before starting my own business. And, you know, the way it goes is oftentimes we teach kind of what we have to learn the hard way. So in the summer of 2018, I experienced burnout. I was actually diagnosed with depression and anxiety because at the time in the summer of 2018, burnout wasn't even recognized as an official disease yet. Um, it was though in May 2019. And so I took a medical leave. I was at home for three months and I really, you know, reconsidered everything that I was doing. You know, I learned a lot about myself. I established new habits and routines. And I had this epiphany and realization that I I am probably not the only one that's, um, you know, overworking herself and that feels overwhelmed and that feels stressed and doesn't really know how to manage that. And one of my biggest insights during that time was that Google had a lot of resources available to help me through the burnout. You know, I could take a medical leave and there were um, EAP programs, employee assistance programs. There were internal resources that educated about mental health and burnout but I had never heard about it up until that point, seven years later. And I thought to myself, well, this is really interesting because, you know, as I was diving into the topic, I learned a lot about um, research and data showing really clearly that people leave companies um, because they are feeling burnt out and people, you know, are not as happy and therefore not as performant um, in their day-to-day -day work because they are burnt out and because they don't really know how to manage um, their stress levels. So I became um, super passionate about the topic and decided to actually start my own business that was in... Um, February 2019, so a little over three years ago now. And yeah, and I started my own podcast at the same time as well. That was in January 2019, even before I left the company, because I just realized that so many people needed to hear the message and needed to learn these tools. And um, yeah, and now I'm here and, you know, we partnered together. The first time I interviewed you actually on my podcast was in December 2019. Mm -hmm. And um yeah, and it was such a wonderful encounter and I'm so happy that we've been working together ever since. And, you know, I remember I remember our conversation during that time and I said to you, you know, I would really love to do some research because I really believe in what I'm doing and I really believe that my program has um, really strong effects on all different kinds of things, right? Productivity, well-being, sleep anxiety and depression and i want to prove it because i work with companies they are only convinced if they see the data <laughs> and you said to me no problem um, we can do this and so we started um, our first 
we started our first program, I think it was in May 2020, during the pandemic, we had another conversation and we were saying, hey, you know, let's do something positive and let's um, focus our time and energy on something that we can actually influence. And so we started with the first research study on BrainTap with the peak performance method. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about the perform the performance program first, and then we're going to dive into some of the research because I think BrainTap Nation would like to hear that. But let's let's talk first about what do you think of the uh, if somebody would say what are your three main points? Why would somebody want to do this program with you? Mm -hmm. What's happening to them? Yeah, that's a great question. So. When I started my company in 2019, you know, I was really focused on stress management tools. I was focused on just helping people relieve stress. And it was a really interesting development because over that first year working together with different teams and individuals, I realized it wasn't just about, you know, doing more for yourself. It wasn't just like that, um, you know, that classic like self-care, like meditation or yoga or being active or eating healthier, right? We you know that we need to do all of these different things. But over the course of that year, I realized, well, there's actually a lot of other things that my clients struggle with, namely time management, calendar management, setting boundaries, because if they can't manage their time, thus they don't have time to practice self-care, then, you know, we can give them the best um, recommendations and we can give them the best advice, but they will probably just say, I just don't have time for that. <laughs> and so I basically put together a method, a methodology that combines critical mindfulness, productivity and leadership tools that I believe we need to master in order to really sustain performance over time. Because the people I've been working with and the people that were my co-workers before and my leaders before, right, all of them had learned to be peak performers. They all are very peak performers um, because they had learned, um, unfortunately, sometimes in unhealthy ways on how to be so productive and be so mm -hmm. performant and push their boundaries, right? So they learned, unfortunately, some very unhelpful and unhealthy ways to cope with stress. And oftentimes ignorance was a big part of that, right? They would just ignore the signals that their bodies um, and minds would give them because they were, you know, so ambitious and so focused focused on the on their professional success and I really believe and I have shown you know through the work with my clients and obviously my own work because I am applying it in my own life every single day that you can actually have both you can be extremely successful and have a life next to that and not just work yourself to the ground um, and then lose everything right lose oftentimes family members you know go get into a divorce or not be able to take care of of the loved ones that you have um, and then obviously also take care of your physical and mental health because that's kind of where everything starts so if people are interested in the program i would say well what do you learn in this program well the, the three things that you learn is really um, how to manage stress, where stress comes from. First off, there's a lot of neuroscience behind that. And I think once you understand that, then you can actually take better action and you understand better why, how is that interplay between taking breaks and, and um, you know, obviously focused work. So you will learn how to cope with that. You will really learn productivity systems. Um, so time management, calendar management, setting boundaries. How can you communicate with vulnerability that you need to take breaks in order to show, show up as your best self? And then the, th the third part would be to really dive even a level deeper into your own personal development and understand um, your limiting beliefs because those are the ones that are oftentimes holding us back from 
from really changing honestly because we believe what we believe and oftentimes we have certain limiting beliefs that hold us back from really living our fullest potential yeah great information now uh, this is a question because i just recently i know you're aware of this this great resignation that's happening out there <laughs> do you think it's the great burnout that people are finally realizing or what's what's happening what's your perspective on what's what's going on there yeah i don't know if you prepared this patrick but <laughs> um, i actually just did a video about the great resignation oh, really? <laughs> and about the reasons why people are leaving their jobs um, let me just pull up my numbers. So okay. I was I was really curious about that, actually, because I had heard about it. I was hearing about the great resignation and I asked myself, hey, you know, why are people leaving their jobs? And I obviously I had a feeling that it had something to do <laughs> with um, <clears throat> with burnout. Um, but the numbers showed it really clearly. Um, where do I have them? Here, the newest research on burnout. So I was looking into it and I basically found um, in an, on an article in the Inc. magazine from January 2022 that the number one reason for employees leaving their jobs is burnout. 40% <laughs> of people leave their jobs because they're feeling burned out and also really interesting. So the first reason is burnout. And then the third reason why people were leaving their jobs was because they were seeking more caring culture so they would basically switch to companies that have a more solid well-being culture in place mm -hmm. um and so yeah so absolutely has something to do with people wanting to be wanting to have better work-life balance and you know just from my own experience working with a lot of tech on employees still um people want the flexibility nowadays and there are companies now obviously that offer for example fully remote work and um and people, you know, they, they really appreciate that nowadays. So it's been an interesting movement and something that I can tell you already as well, that this is not the answer. Um, you know, the yeah. habits that you have created are the habits that you will take with you. So even if you change a company and you go to somewhere else, you'll, you still have the, you know, crappy, maybe time management skills that you have, that you had at that other company. So it's really more about looking at yourself and looking at what can you change and what do you need to change in order to sustain that performance over time. Yeah, excellent. So with with this information now, we, we talked, we put together a, a program. Run us through a little bit about how this uh, research was conducted. Tell yes. me a little bit about how we did that. Yes. So in May 2020, 20, May 2020, <laughs> we started a research study with 20 participants. And we basically split the participants in two groups. We did one group. So I have a 10 week online program. And so 10 of the people went through um, the program, just, just like a normal online program, right? There's a 300 page workbook accompanied with nine modules. <clears throat> and I'm obviously sharing and teaching different skills and techniques in these modules. And then there's different exercises that people go through. They have homework. Um, they have to start, um, for example, writing a daily recap of the day in order to start to create awareness around, you know, where is their energy going? What are they doing for themselves? Um, what are what are what are their daily stressors? And then so they basically just went through that program. And we did, um, and then the, the other part of the group, the second part, the other 10 people basically also did the same program 
And at the same time, they were also listening three times per week at least to a accompanying brain tap session that was that we was that you and I specifically recorded on that specific topic. So we have, for example, a brain tap session on values and a brain tap session on self-care and all of the important information that I instilled during the course, during the live sessions, people would kind of listen to afterwards in the brain tap sessions as well, in order to bring that more into their subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And um, we did two surveys. We did, we did two surveys. We did a baseline evaluation. So obviously, at the beginning, before everyone started the program, they had to fill out a pretty extensive questionnaire. And then we did the same at the end of the study as well. So tell us a little bit about the feedback from the the group. That of course the group that was doing the regular course, and then the course that was doing the brain tap. Yeah, I think everyone really enjoyed it <laughs> and that was obviously the feedback but i think one of the really interesting things for us as you know as researchers in this sense was really interesting because um, people that were actually doing brain tap were also sticking better to the modules so they were actually really showing up every week and doing the work because they i think they just had such a profound experience of you know seeing things change in their lives that they really wanted to learn more and they wanted to really keep doing you know keep keep at doing it um <clears throat> and um i think one of the feed the, the early feedbacks was that people ha had better sleep that they that they were actually listening to brain tap ex um, brain tap sessions and they would have a very easy time to fall asleep which was one of the things that they were really struggling with <clears throat> before the program and as we all know sleep has a tremendous effect on all of these other things right on our mental health on our you know on our capability to focus during the day so obviously our productivity and performance and so it was really wonderful obviously to see just how positively people reacted to the re to to the program and then obviously see it black on white in the data as well Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. I know that uh, we, we showed that the research study had a positive effect on, on the scale of sleep at 48%. I mean, that's pretty wild. I mean, most people out there thinking, I just took a performance training, I'm, I've improved my performance and I'm sleeping better. That almost seems like it's not possible, right? So, yeah. but we were experiencing that. We were seeing that happen. So are we still doing the study, right? We're, you're still collecting data and still adding people to the study and What's happening with the with the new groups is you're seeing the same results or is anything showing up differently yes absolutely yes so we are still doing the study we are at this point have kind of completely pivoted to just doing the sessions with brain tap because people were so curious and excited to do brain tap with the peak performance method that it was kind of a hard sell <laughs> to mm -hmm. tell people to just do the program without brain tap um, and i have been running um groups for the last two years um, and we are still adding data of course to the research because um as we went through that first initial kind of more like test pilot period we didn't had we didn't have significant um statistically significant results yet right with just 20 people it's kind of hard to get there um and so yes we are still adding i am actually running right now as we speak um a group of six people that are currently going through the peak performance method program live with me so i'm kind of doing it sometimes i do like like the live program and sometimes i just have the online program available um, for people to go through it on their own mm -hmm. no that's great so 
if if one of the brain tap people wanted to use it they they can go there and listen to our sessions right now they might not mean as much because they they're connected mm -hmm. to your course but they i've i've heard people say they are getting good value out of those just listening to those so you're because we're impacting some of your key nuggets your things things you're doing um and they it's still open now we'll have that information down in the in the show notes but tell us a little bit about when you when you think about this program what where do you see the vision of this program going now that you're going to be armed with research i think i think francisco said we needed like 43 people or something like that i'm not sure mm -hmm. um so as we keep having volunteers come in as they go through the program and they're willing to share their data um where do you see it going once you have the validation you're looking for yeah I mean, you know, so my biggest mission really is to bring the peak performance method program into onboarding programs of corporations, because I'm still very passionate about that piece, right? I, I know there's a lot of employees that are suffering from burnout, especially in the tech world, especially in the consulting world, startup, right? Like all of these high performance kind of environments, they foster these, unfortunately, sometimes very unhealthy habits. And, you know, I, I actually just talked to a client that actually uh, completed the program in 2020 um she lives in switzerland and um, i was talking with her about you know how has how everything has been for her um since since she went through the program and um you know she said to me she actually facilitated facilitated a session at her company about her learnings um because she went through a burnout herself as well and you know and she really learned that work is not everything right shock, big shocker <laughs> I, you know but a lot of people still believe that like a lot of right. people a lot of people that's still how they live their lives and she said the most powerful thing that happened during kind of the summit that they had was that they were asking people what would you do with an additional two hours per day and people were saying oh i would go to the gym or i would spend more time with my family or um i would move my body more regularly and you know she basically told them you have to do this now don't like nobody will ever give you this time you have to start implementing this now and i think it just shows how much we still need we still need this message and how many people still need to really learn that this is the, the way it goes so my really my vision for the peak performance method is to bring this program as a compulsory session like not just optional but i think everyone needs to learn how to manage their time effectively and that it is okay to say no to certain projects or certain things um, and how to do that as well right there, there's obviously always a good way and maybe a not so um, good not so not such a great way to do it um, and yeah I would really love to uh, with the research data show that the program is so effective and it helps so many people that companies basically can't say no anymore that's kind of my vision. Yeah, that's perfect. I'm sitting there thinking, brain tap. We should get all of our people in there. The um, I know that there's so many things. It's it's a great course. I saw a lot of the material, of course, when we were putting together our content and things of that nature. It was very mm -hmm. very good. Is there anything else you want to talk about as far as the study statistics? You want me to run down them and you can kind of give me some feedback on each of them, what you found. W one of the things that I thought was incredible was the depression redux reduction, seventy one percent. What did you, how did you see that show up in your, in your students? So the interesting thing was that nobody was really aware how depressed and anxious they were um, until, yeah. you know, we, they, we like went through the baseline. I remember, you know, having that conversation with Francisco as we were looking at the data and he said, wow, he's like, all of the people were actually starting 
kind of in this like depressed state and nobody that I talked to, you know, nobody of the uh, participants said, oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm actually depressed or anything like that. People were not aware, but from a statistical, you know, um, scale perspective, more like a lot of the participants that were joining were clinically depressed and anxious. Yeah. And so One thing, seeing, let me let me just kind of tell the listeners yes. we use we use qualified scoring tests mm -hmm. for research so they could actually under the right conditions they could be diagnosed by a professional but we were diagnosing people here but we were just trying to get a baseline of where they were at so you might be sitting out there going geez and you don't ever know until you start to assess that's one of the things that I love about studies and, and doing these kind of things. So hopefully you remember your train of thought because you were onto something there and, and I, okay, go ahead. <laughs> That's okay. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so that was really wonderful. And then obviously seeing, you know, as we had the comparison um, between brain tap versus non brain tap, it, um, I don't know if I can pick, quickly pull it up here. Let me see while I speak, if I find it, um, brain tap results. So, so since we've had the numbers, I, I do want to pull that up and share that um, with the audience as well, because I think it's so powerful. So we saw that without BrainTap, our um, participants reduced their depression only by 18%, and then mm -hmm. with BrainTap by 71%. So really significant difference between doing a, a program like this kind of on a conscious level and mm -hmm. then so how much more powerful it is to actually bring that more into the subconscious level and also to obviously listen to that kind of information multiple times throughout the week instead of just listening to it once. Um, so obviously the people that were in the brain in the brain tap group, they were listening to that information at least four times, right? Because they heard it mm -hmm. once live in like the, the actual program and then three times through the brain tap session. And that was just incredible. And I think it would be really interesting actually from you to hear, Patrick, how brain tap influences depression levels. How do you explain that? Well, the main thing is that um, when you're in two beta, the beta brain, that the brain that drive the driver, the dopamine brain, you know, I checked off my checklist. Every time I do it, I get a I get a high. All those things that people were doing, that's all beta brain. And that brain actually reduces our capacity to have the joy hormones. You know, because you're you're kind of in fight or flight mode, and when you, when you start to relax and have more of that alpha theta, when you have more acetylcholine and GABA, those are the ones that you have when you're in love, you're feeling good, you're, you know, you're in a timeless place. Everybody talks about that zone. <clears throat> now you can get in the zone under stress too, and it can be not a good one. What we're seeing, so <clears throat> I think the biggest thing is that we're actually helping them to downregulate their stress hormones and let their body do it. Naturally, we should feel good. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that's our natural state. Most people don't know that because they felt so bad for so long. They think that's mm -hmm. normal, yeah. but it's not. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that was my experience too, when, as I was saying, when I had my burnout in 2018, and I was clinic, you know, clinically um, diagnosed with depression and anxiety, I had no, I had no idea. And I didn't feel, you know, I didn't know what it felt like to be depressed or what it felt like to be anxious. So, so yeah, so that was a really powerful result. Um, and then so we, we tested five different scales, uh, maybe just to summarize it. So we had um, we saw stress levels decrease by up to 45%, depression reduced by up to 71%, sleep quality improved by up to 48%. And this up to means that there was always obviously a range between the group of people um, that were 
doing just the program and then the group of people that were doing the program with BrainTap. Um, and then I also started to integrate a couple of new scales to show obviously the performance piece as well. And we were able to show that 26% of people felt they were more performant and 41% of people felt like they had a more positive mindset because those were specific things that we were talking about. And we actually made some improvements and um, some changes to the research scales after that first initial pilot, because we obviously wanted to use um, tested scales, tested scales from the market um, to make sure that, you know, as I'm obviously sharing this information out with especially corporations, corporate teams, um, that it's absolutely bulletproof. And we can say, mm -hmm. yes, we've been using scales that are actually, you know, validated by the market. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. So remember out there, you can join this program. We have the audio sessions, of course, are if you have the power user access on BrainTap, then you have access to it. But I, I'm going to encourage people to go and take the online course, especially if you if you find that one of the things I find when somebody says, how do I know I'm getting burned out? I said, do you ever sit at your desk and then catch yourself and go, what was I just doing? <laughs> you know, where was I? <laughs> you know, that might be a good sign because you, you pushed your brain to the point that it actually went unconscious while you're actively doing something. And that shows overload. And, you know, yeah. so that's one easy way to know about it. So be, we can't take the whole course here, right? We're almost running out of time <laughs> here in the, in the podcast, but can you give us one thing, one tool that the listeners are going, hey, I, I think this peak performance thing is really cool. I wish I could learn more without going and doing the research. You have a great website. You have a lot of information out there. A lot of mm -hmm. YouTube videos and things like that that people can learn about you. And I'm going to ask you afterwards to share all that information so they have it. Okay. But tell us, can you teach us one tool today, something that we can take away from this? Yes, yes, I would love to. And I'm going to add one more thing to how can people identify if they're burnt out? Because again, the client that I just talked to earlier today, she, she mentioned something really powerful to me that really resonated. And she said, you know, I was so focused on work that I would go for a walk with my dog in the evening because I knew it's good for me. And all I could think of was work. She's like, my life was just all about work. So if you feel like that is kind of you, you know, if you're really focused on your work, which is great, and maybe you're also really successful, that might be really good right now, but it's really definitely not healthy in the long run. And you can still be super successful and super performant and at the same time also live a more balanced life and not just think about work all the time. So, um, okay, let me share one tool. And my favorite tool, honestly, is time management. I think this is how I um, oftentimes convince people that, you know, there's still something they can do in order to improve their lives. And one of the most powerful tools um, that by far makes such a big difference in people's lives and i actually did a module eight of the peak performance method program this morning with the life group i had a very busy day as you can tell <laughs> and um <coughs> and um and um, I always ask my students at the beginning, so what did you test out over the last week? What is something that um that was really helpful for you? And one of the participants raised her hand and she said I finally started, she's like, I know I should have started a few weeks ago, but I finally started um, to set two to three priorities every single morning for my work day. And I also tried to get most of my work done in the first two to three hours of my work day because I'm just, I have more mental clarity and I feel more focused. And, um, and she said, I can't believe it. She's like, I feel so much more productive. I feel so happy, of course, at the end of the day, because I got the work, the important work done that I needed to get done. 
And it just shows us that unfortunately nowadays, and again, data um, also supports that about 29% of people are not really clear on their tasks, which is a big reason why also people are burning out because we are being more in this reactive mode um, instead of being proactively thinking about what do I actually have to get done in order to feel good about myself. That is a big game changer. So if people, um, you know, just want to start with one thing in their lives, that's the thing that I would, that's the tool that I would highly encourage everyone to test out. Set yourself two to three priorities every single morning before you start your workday and stick to those. And then get, and then, you know, I, I really love that analogy of, you know, when you have a glass or a vase um, and you fill it with, with sand, then it's going to be really hard at the end to put like maybe two or three rocks in, into that vase on top of the sand. But if you put the rocks in first, like the two or three things that you need to get done first, right? The two or three rocks, and then you fill the, the rest of the vase with sand, there will still be time for these other things. There will still be time for the small reactive questions that people are asking you, but you've actually already accomplished the big things that you actually need to accomplish. And that I think from a mental perspective, honestly makes a huge difference. That's great. I know that um, when you've emailed me, you saw what I did after we interviewed. I, I actually tell people I'm not going to respond for three days, <laughs> although although I usually I usually do. But I, I don't jump on every email anymore. I don't jump on every text. In fact, uh, I love the fact that the phones now will group them together at the top of the hour for you. So you don't have to get the dings anymore. That used to, you know, I had to turn mine off because if I listened to every ding and my brain would, you know, like squirrel yeah. or whatever they say, <laughs> you can't get anything done. So... <laughs> while we wrap up here is what are some uh, some things that you haven't shared or something you want to reinforce because i was just thinking when you were going through that exercise how many of those little exercises you have have you ever counted how many of those are in your course i mean they're in the program yeah you have a lot of them and it's it's like that's just one little thing so you know people are thinking you gave so many little things i was thinking you know, to get through that course, you've got really a, about a two-year unpack. A solid. You know, yeah. something like that. So. I know people always tell me they're like, I'm definitely going to do this course again on my own time after the live <laughs> sessions, right? And they're always like, I'm going to do this again because it's so much information and it's a, it's okay. You know, I think we do, it's it's always helpful to obviously hear information multiple times. Um, I think there's about five to six exercises per module. <laughs> and so there's about, um, I think in total there's about 45 to six 45 to 50 exercises in the peak performance method program yeah so, so if you're wondering you're not gonna have anything to do by being a peak performer julia take care of that for you so, so you can yeah. you can join it and, and they're probably were all they were all really good i mean i i think that uh if a company uh would look at that you know so if you're watching this and you're part of a company Get your owner, your your management, or your your people that make decisions about that to watch this video. Contact Julia. I mean, I think it's an awesome thing to do because a lot of times it does take burnout for people to learn about these things. Mm -hmm. I love the idea of hey, let's start them out knowing these things are available. This is what you can do, and maybe not have the great resignation from your company. You know, the, the I think the great resignation might be really good for the individual people, but the companies are probably going what? Yeah, you know, we just invested hundreds of thousands of dollars it's very expensive yeah yeah so you know i think that if if we can love our jobs and get back to that kind of uh 
you know, space because we're we're doing it in inside of those zones. And that's one of the exercises I loved about yours. And I and I I have often quote you in some of my podcasts because uh, mm-hmm. I you know as the as the source, and I'll say you know she, she's saying to take your your high priority items and do them in your productive time zones, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that most people don't think about. They don't think about you know they just they put off things to the afternoon and they don't realize that that's when their brain's not its sharpest. You know, but in yeah. the morning, if they had tackled it, they could have got it done in 20 minutes instead of dragging it for an hour and then questioning yourself. Yeah, so. you know, I have a one-on-one, like I do one-on-one coaching as well. Um, and I oftentimes coach executives, like executives, like directors, VPs, and um, not that it's just for them. I also coach mm-hmm. just, you know, normal individuals too. But um, it's really interesting because we talk a lot about time and calendar management and they they have oftentimes the realization one of the realizations that I was just thinking about as you were talking about this was that um, you know we oftentimes put things on it on a Friday we're like oh Friday is the day where I can get all of these different things done right because during the week I don't have time so I'll do it on Friday but our mental capacity on a Friday <laughs> is also significantly reduced because we have already burnt ourselves out for four days of the week and so oftentimes then they wouldn't get to the things that they were actually planning to do and so they would get again into the next week feeling already not on top of the things because they hadn't really actually the energy to do something on a Friday. So yeah, it's not just about mornings, but I think it's also about work days and you know those kind of times to really consider, hey, um, where, when, I, when am I really capable of doing my best work and how can I move the other things later in order to prioritize better? Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. You know, I we have a saying around here. There are certain people we call Friday Monday people and Monday Friday people. Every time you ask them for something, they say, "I'm going to do it on Friday." And then <laughs> oh. I try to go. You know what? I've almost got it done. I'm going to get it to you on Monday, and that game plays on. And I, you know, I'm like, so now I know they're burned out, and they they don't really know how to do time management. They need to take your course and, and learn a little bit about how to manage their time and and calendars. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's maybe the last message that I do want to reinforce because. Really, you know, I I talk to people all the time and they say, I know I should go to the gym or I know I should, um, you know, move my body more or take more breaks, but I just don't have the time. And so that was really the the game changer for for me, obviously my own learning, but then also obviously for everything that I've been teaching since with the teams that I'm working with and with the individuals that I'm working with. Because when you get a hold of that, when you can manage your, when you have a better productivity system in place, then you can start to create space on your calendar to take a break. And then you don't feel as bad about it either, right? Um, And then you have time to do a brain tap session, for example. (laughs) And I do do that, like those are all things that I had to learn as well, right? I burned out, I obviously had unhealthy habits (laughs) in my life that weren't really working for me and took me a long time to figure out, hey, those breaks actually helped me to be more productive. Um, Those breaks, like no matter if I do a meditation or a brain tap or if I go for a walk, like those breaks actually helped me to be so much, to feel better and still get all of the work done that I actually have to get done. So it's it's been a journey for sure. <laughs> yeah, I do I do think it's a it's a big shift in mindset because you know when I was growing up, if you weren't doing anything, we were worthless. You know that's the way mm. uh, mom and dad and even teachers mm. and preachers and everybody. You know you had to always be active. You know the idle hands, the devil's workshop, and all these crazy sayings that people have. And we need downtime. We need time or, or go for a walk or, you know, go for a swim, whatever you're going to do, just get away from whatever you're doing. So it's great information. And right now with the escalated stress, I mean, 
um, you know, if you're if you subject yourself to the news, you're bombarding yourself with stress. You need to. I always tell people the best way to handle it is unplug the TV. But the uh, you know, mm-hmm. you, if you're stressing yourself out because you're pushing yourself too much, then please do do yourself a favor and at least follow Julia on social media. So how can they follow you on social media mm-hmm. and, and how do they get your podcast? Where How do they go to sign up for the stressed podcast? Yes. So the stressed podcast is obviously available on all, um, you know, podcast stations. So iTunes, Spotify, Google, whatever the Google one is called, I should know that. <laughs> um, and it's stressed without the Ds um, at the end. So it's S-T-R-E-S-S-D. So it's called The Stressed Podcast. And if you search for that, or if you search for my name, you'll definitely find it. And then my name, I'm going to um, spell that as well because it's German and it might be a little tricky. So Julia is clear, J-U-L-I-A. And then my last name is Arndt, A-R-E-S-S-D. NDT and that's how you can find me on social media so it's Julia Arndt coaching both on Instagram and also on YouTube and, and you have a lot of videos so if people want to learn some tips yeah. she does some really nice videos that give you walk something you can take away from the experience and start managing your time your energy and your efforts in your life so Julia thank you for taking the time I know we had to get on your schedule at the right time to do this interview so I appreciate you doing that and, and <laughs> speaking with me and we've had a lot of fun I can tell you Dr. Sidral Francisco who you mentioned earlier he loved he's, he loves the way that you're organized and get information back because we've done we do a lot of research and you don't see that too often either you know so So, you, you know, I think what's the saying go the way you do anything is the way you do everything. So yeah. uh, we have to learn these good habits and then they they help us in our lives. So thanks for showing up, helping to share the message and being a part of uh, the brain tap uh, revolution. So thanks again. Thank you so much. It's my absolute pleasure. Okay, you've been listening to the Brain Tap Business Journal podcast. Please like, share, and get this out to anyone you know that you feel is overworking themselves. They need to listen to this and learn that there is a solution for them. They can get as much, maybe even more done with a uh, little time, energy, and effort if they're organized. You know, if you have systems in place, you know, the old saying systems can be the solution. So tune them into it. Again, thanks for coming. We do one of these podcasts every two weeks. So we look forward to seeing you. Please tune in, share and like, and we hope to help us reach that 1 billion brains. Let's let's start changing the world one brain at a time. You have one, share this with someone else. Let's op- let's awaken their, their brain and their body and their ability, their capacity to have better health. Thanks. See you next week. <laughs>